Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. Sorry, I'm just very emotional today. God is good. So, I kind of want to sit down because I want to be on everybody's level, kind of more intimate, make myself a little comfortable here. Um, I want to say it was about a year ago the Lord put it on my heart to talk about the garden. And so um, I feel like that's kind of like a piece of me in a way. And so I love talking about the garden. And so um, this is going to be the garden part two. And so it's a little more in-depth. I'm titling it Preparing the Soil. Um, Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. Just a little fact that I looked up today. But did you know that a teaspoon of soil contains more living organisms than the human, like, on the earth? Like, there's more living organisms in a teaspoon of soil than human beings on the earth. Isn't that crazy? I was like, how is that possible? Um... That was super cool. Um, so since I've been studying the soil, y'all know me. I love healthy gardens, healthy families, healthy marriages. Um, and so I feel like a lot of the time we think, when we think about gardens, we just think about like the seeds, right? We just think about plants. And so a lot of the time we forget that it's not just about the seed, but it's also about the soil, which is like the foundation, you know? And so <coughs> I looked up on Google Um, And it says, gardening does not start with a seed in the ground. It starts with the soil. Um, You can't have healthy, productive plants without rich, soft soil that allows the roots to grow deep enough to soak up the nutrients. And I did look something up, too. um, For soil, they dig uh, really, really deep um, in order for the roots to grow through the soil. I think it's like... mm, I don't know, like 10, 10 inches or something like that. I think it's a little bit more than that, but that you have to have a deep enough um, soil built for the roots to come through it, which I thought was really cool too. Um, you cannot have a garden without its soil. The soil is its foundation and the function of the entire garden. I'm going to move this. Uh, When we try to have a relationship with the Father without opening up our hearts, being authentic, um, and gaining revelation of who he truly is, then it's not a true healthy garden. It's a dead and decayed garden. We have to always be open and authentic. um, Because when we're not, then it's, it's not really relationship. It's just dead, and we don't want that. Um, let's see. Sorry, guys, I'm a little scattered here. Okay. How many times have we lost the seeds? And seeds can represent, like, promises or blessings or even, like, just the calling that's upon our life. Um, How often do we lose that uh, that God gave us because we don't prepare the soil, you know? And the soil could represent, like, our hearts. And if our hearts are not prepared and our hearts are not open, then we become closed off, and we don't accept those things, like the seeds. Um, if it doesn't happen right away, then we immediately, like, close our hearts, and that's not what we're meant to do. Our hearts are meant to be completely open. Um, and sometimes it is hard to be raw with the Lord, but there's so much reward in that, you know, and that's how we grow. That's how roots grow through the soil is by opening up our hearts. 
And so many of us um, want the seed without preparing the soil. Um, that's why the entire garden is important. So it's not just about the seed. It's not just about the plant. But the garden <coughs> has so many things in it for a reason. Like the soil does, it plays one part. And the seed plays another. And watering the seed um, creates a plant and blooms and it creates fruit. And it just goes on and on from there. But you can't have a garden without soil. You can't have a garden without seeds, you know, or watering, or else it won't even be a garden. Um, it just, it's kind of like it talks about, I don't know where it's at in the Bible, but um, it's like the arm um, is is a part of the leg, a part of the body. Um, and so when we all, we all have something different, and when the body comes together, it makes whole. Does that make sense? Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> Uh, we can see a perfect example of this with Saul and David. Saul definitely wanted the seeds God had for him, but he didn't want to prepare the soil in his heart for the seeds to grow properly. <coughs> his soil, or the, his heart, was hard, and it blocked off God from truly invading his heart. And of course, we see David did what was necessary to create a healthy environment for his seeds that God gave him. And so we see that, so David was anointed, they were both anointed, uh, but Dave, when David was anointed king, after he was anointed, he went back to the field, he went right back to the secret place. <coughs> and so we're about to dig in into the word here, um, but here's a couple questions, like how do we prepare the soil? Uh, how do we get healthy, soft soil in our hearts for God's seeds to grow? And so I have two things, so one it's gaining revelation of who he is. And the second is being authentic, being open to him. And so in Matthew 13, I don't know if a lot of you know uh, the parable of the sower. So seeds were thrown and scattered into the field. Um, <coughs> some fell on hard soil, some fell on a little soil, and some fell on good soil. And so the ones that were um, planted in the good soil uh, reaped 30, 60, and 100 times what it was what the seeds were and so uh, in that passage it also says Jesus Jesus says anyone who hears <coughs> to listen and understand will hear my message and so after all of that Jesus says understand and listen so if we want good soft soil we must keep gaining revelation whether it's like by him speaking to us directly or him speaking us through the word um, Really just anything, how he speaks to us by revelation. <coughs> and at the end of the entire parable of how uh, we get good soils to understand what he's saying to have a revelation. Sorry, I feel like there's something in my throat. <coughs> okay, then Matthew 13, 10 through 11. It says, his disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? And he replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets or the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. And so you can look at those secrets as revelation. And when we gain that revelation of something, that means it's being revealed to us, right? And so Jesus said, the ones who can understand the secrets or the revelation are his disciples. Because what? His disciples were close to him. They were with him every moment of every day. And so people who are totally in love and chasing him with their whole heart, the people who were intimate with him in life, 
like Last Supper, putting their heads on their ch- on his chest, just being close with him and living intimate with him every day. Sitting around a fire with him, I mean everything. Revelation will soften your heart for those seats to develop into full maturity. When Jesus does something for us, it's to reveal more of who he is to us. It's a seed that's planted into our hearts to grow. <clears throat> for example, uh, like if you have pain and the Lord heals you, you know, he, he plants that seed inside of your heart. And it's like you're like, okay, like he healed me. Like that's a seed he planted in me. So when I'm sick again or when something else happens, I can reflect on that seed that was planted and water that seed. And I can never let the enemy lie to me again. Okay, let's see. Yeah, the healing, the miracle is a seed that will grow into our hearts so I can now know him personally as my healer. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> okay, so Mark eight sixteen. I'm going to read this real quick. Are y'all okay? Okay. Okay, this is a little long, so just bear with me. <coughs> At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. And this is the uh, the story about Jesus um, multiplying the bread and, and the fish. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, Why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand (coughs) even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? (coughs) Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterwards? Twelve, they said. (coughs) And when I fed the 4,000 with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand, he asked them. So what's going on here is Jesus has done this before. And he planted a seed before. But the disciples, they forgot. They weren't deep in that revelation of, oh, yeah, like he did this for me before. So, yeah, of course he's going to do it again. They didn't understand. Like they lost that revelation. which is so important why we should always be gaining revelation. So their soil or their hearts, they became too hard because they forgot what he did and didn't allow the seed to fully mature. We do that oftentimes. Um, Sometimes we forget of who, we forget the part of who he is just revealed to us, like what he just revealed to us. So we always have to be sure we go in the secret place and gain a revelation if it's directly from the word or it's, you know, I don't know, out of your heart or him just speaking directly to you. And the second way for our soil to be healthy and soft is being authentic with him, being open to him. (coughs) David was always open with God, which allowed that seed to become next king to grow and become healthy. When he became king, that city thrived. Why? Because he gained, he had that revelation of who he was, of who God was to him. <clears throat> so when soil is soft, it's open to more, and it expands so water can flow through the soil to the roots. <clears throat> when it's hard, it's closed up, and it dries up, and the water doesn't get to flow down 
through the soil to the roots. And the same for us. When we're more authentic with him, we allow him to flow down into our roots to help those seeds grow. And so that's when pruning takes place. <coughs> John 4, 16, 17. Go get your husband, Jesus told him. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. Uh, this is about the woman at the well. And she still replied, I don't have a husband. The woman replied, Jesus, you're right. You don't have a husband. Hold on, hold on. Jesus told her, I don't have a husband. The woman replied, Jesus, yes, you're right. I don't have a husband. And what is she doing in this moment? She's being authentic. She's being real. Like she has that revelation of who he is. <coughs> So she's opening her heart, <coughs> and she's allowing the Lord to prune her. Because once once we're being pruned, that allows us to grow more, and it allows us to mature into who he's called us to be. Because if we are not authentic and we're not real with him, we could easily hold offense. We could easily be defensive. Uh, we could easily hold on to bitterness and anger, and we don't want that. A garden is made up of green grass that will always have a root. Sometimes the closer we get to his heart, the more he will begin to reveal and expose those things that are in our hearts that need to be dealt with in order to keep our garden pure. There's always a root, and it's a matter of how do we deal with that root? How do we, how do we pull that root <coughs> out and deal with it? I saw something... Um, I was Googling some stuff about soil, and I saw this, and it says, if grass is left in complete darkness, then it will turn white and die. So if we don't let the Lord expose those things and bring them into the light, then we could die spiritually. You know, that's never good. That's always, it's always important to be open, to be open with him. And it's, it's going to be a, s a sacrifice. You know, it's never going to be, <coughs> it's never going to be easy or it's never going to feel pleasant. But it's a matter of do we want to grow? Do we want to get to a place where we're so intimate with the Father that it's like, Lord, you can just prove me of everything that's in my life. Whatever that's hidden that I can't see, I want you to dig that up because I want to deal with it and I want it to be exposed. Because <coughs> the last thing we want to do is hide it and then, you know, our kids see that and then our kids carry that and their kids and we want to break it at the root, you know, so that way the generations after us they don't have to go through that. You know, it's broken. <coughs> and so the other day I was in my quiet time and um, I was just asking the Lord to just expose things that, that might be in my heart that I'm not aware of or that maybe I'd forgotten. And he did. <laughs> so things that like maybe my mother had struggled with that I, um, I caught on to and didn't realize um, the Lord was exposing that, and it was very uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. And so in that moment, the Lord was like, how are you going to deal with this? Like, how are you going to, um, are you going to cut it off? Are you going to keep it in? You know, what are you going to do with it? And he exposed it, and it's a matter of how you, how you deal with the root. In John 15, <coughs> it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. 
every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes. He doesn't just prune. It's a process. It's over and over again. So that it will bear even more fruit. Even richer and finer fruit. I looked this up in the Bible Hub um, app and the word vine dresser means husband man, which I thought was really, really cool. So that's why I could, like um, covenant is so important. So he is our bridegroom and we are his bride. And so a core value in marriage is being authentic with one another, communicating. and um, Yeah, um, always just being authentic and. I mean, that's how we are with the Father. Like, it's a covenant relationship, you know, and we choose to commune with him. We choose to be authentic with him because he is our lover. Ultimately, that's who he is to us. Um, and I know that was really quick, and I, I'm sorry. Um, I, hope it, I hope it helped you guys. Let me make sure I don't have anything else because... Another cool thing I want to share, it doesn't have anything to do with soil, but um, that word, where is it? Hold on. The word branch in that verse means to break bread. Yeah, so we get to break bread with our Father every day as he prunes us. I thought that was really cool. And so I'm going to pray over you guys. Um, I really hope that this helped you. <coughs> I really hope that... Um, it really stirred you up for more, for more of him, and um, to really just allow the soil of your hearts to just become um, just so thirsty for more. And so, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for every person in this place, Lord. I just pray, God, that every seed that was um, planted tonight, Lord, that it will be that they will go home, and Lord, that they will water that seed. Lord, that they will begin to open their hearts for more of you, Lord. And as they're opening their hearts and being authentic with you, I pray, God, that you begin to reveal who you are to them. Father, I just thank you for the soil. I thank you for the many benefits of the soil and how the garden really um, just represents uh, just relationship with you. So, Father, we just thank you and we seal this word tonight. And we just declare um, that fruit will be produced, Lord, in the secret place as your people are being um, watered and, and gardened tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name.